Hola, Film Family. It's Itusco, aka Time Scheduler. Um, second week of June. Oh, there's just so much happening in the world right now that it's just it's sometimes a little bit too crazy to even comprehend. And I just want to thank you so much for coming here to this podcast to give some of your free time to listening to some of the amazing people that have given up their time um, to give back and to tell their story. Um, the little mantra, so I've got a little mantra that I do with my young, that with my four-year-old and every morning we just kind of wake up and I, I say to him, um, what are you? And he says, I'm proud of myself. I say, and what's today going to be? He says, today's going to be a great day. And I've just started saying it to myself now as well. And I'm saying it to you. I'm proud of all you lot for sticking out and sticking through. And today is going to be a great day. Um, it is. So thank you for listening. Um, if you fancy sponsoring me for my charity walk that I'm doing the end of June to Black Island and back 30 miles um, for the film and TV charity, please go and hit up the, the, the bio link. And it will take you to the Just Giving page. Um so massive love today's gonna be a great day i'm excited so excited let's do it um yeah let's start with the app big up let's get started so ladies and gents welcome to another epic wicked legendary uh, episode of the film gods podcast it's a hashtag trending because we're going to talk about um shooting as we as you know, restrictions are being lifted. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and we're going to talk to a woman who um, is amazing at a job, has uh, is a friend as well, which is always lovely, and um, gave my little sis um, a real boost of confidence by making her look absolutely stunning on a on a wedding day. So for that, I will be and always eternally grateful. So thank you, sis. Um, so without further ado, what is your name and what's your role on the call sheet? Hi Zusko, I'm Danny Farrington or Danielle Farrington and I'm a hair and makeup designer. Amazing. So what does that mean to you? What is the job? What does the role mean to you? Um, so I predominantly work in commercials and TV at the moment. Um, I do do the odd short film. Nice. Um, I would predominantly work with directors directly and coincide to create different hair and makeup looks depending okay. on what the brief would be mm -hmm. and what does that process how do, how do you initiate the process then for for a job does you do have you got mood boards what's your creative process um so normally i'd have a chat with the production company at first or mm -hmm. the director depending on who would bring me on to the job essentially and kind of get a feel for what we're shooting uh the aesthetic of the job how it how it needs to look and mm -hmm. what we're trying to achieve ultimately at the end of the day and yeah i would bring my ideas or creative ideas to the forefront work nice. work with people on that and get feedback give my feedback until we come to a creative look nice and just because that could because the because this episode we're going to kind of mainly talk about a job that we've been talking about offline and 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 the process how the process have changed through the covid restrictions and all the rest of it just give us um a little history into 
how you got into the role, you know, a little bit of advice maybe for, for that next generation that want to come in and, and want to be a makeup artist. And then we'll get into the, um, we'll get into the, to the, to the hashtag trending section. Great. Um, so I originally started off um, doing fine art, believe it or not. Hey, um, or, the Picasso yeah, before... of faces. <laughs> there we go. Before I um, before I even considered makeup as a as a job, I I was an artist to a degree, and I was influenced by a friend actually at a very early age that you could work in film and TV, which to me was just the ultimate dream job was. Mm create and to have what our creation was on on a screen that was just that was the Amazing. ultimate goal and as a makeup artist or or as like as something else as an art director or what, what was that first little film dream job oh no hair and makeup artist okay. and special effects like the whole the whole genre was just it was it was like a dream job to be able mm. to film something and work with creatives and then have that shown on a screen that was just so exciting and still is so exciting to me like I'm I feel like I'm very passionate about it but yeah um yeah to to, to ladies and gents just so you know the smile on her face as you're talking <laughs> about it you're just beaming I love it I love people well, I love I it when people love their job this much I love it yeah I look it was it's I feel very, very lucky to do what I do and to work with amazing people. Like I really genuinely feel that we are very lucky to work in such a creative industry and to be able to bring our, our creativeness to, to others, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember sitting in a cinema when I was very young, still doing, still doing my art. I hadn't transferred over to my hair and makeup course at that time. Yeah. And I just sat there. I was like, I would love for my name to be up on that screen, working <laughs> with the crew, working with all love those it. people. Yeah. I actually had my first insight into it on um, the Tudors in Ireland. I was like an extra when I was very, very young. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I was brought into the hair and makeup trailer. Um, again, I think I was 16 or 17. And it was just so exciting to wow. be around all these men and women that were just it was amazing i think all i was doing was having muck put on me but even that was just <laughs> exhilarating i was like how do they make this mud and, and yeah it was it was crazy oh amazing so, so you kind of started from there okay and that and that process of 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 fine art into into makeup was that an yeah. easy transition did, did did the fine heart did the fine arts help or, or... oh 100 percent. i yeah. mean i think having any type of art background doing what we do is a great help it helps lead to to it just makes the process a little bit easier having that knowledge behind you can transfer directly over into hair and makeup it mm. allows you to be that little bit more creative um but yeah nice yeah, cool. Uh, no, it's good. It's great. Um, no, it it definitely aids aids work in general. Do you, is it like you know, kind of working on a painting and working on a face? Do you have to? Is there is there so many similarities that all of a sudden the face just becomes this kind of clear, like oh, I can't think of the word. Well, it's canvas. Canvas. Yeah. Is yeah. it like? Do you see it as your canvas? Believe it or not, yeah, that's um, that was when I um, so when I started my hair and makeup course in Ireland, I or 
just for anybody coming up through the industry, I believed at that point that I needed experience in all different in different areas. And at the time, when I was younger, Mac was a very pre uh, prevalent brand, mm. and they worked with a lot of beauty. Um, and I wanted to I wanted to get experience in that field. So when I got my first job with Mac, that was one of the kind of leading points. They they asked why I wanted to work on faces when I my background was fine art I, mm. I explained that I was doing a hair and makeup course and essentially a face is a canvas it's a blank canvas yeah. that you create on <laughs> and yeah. and that was that was it kind of went forward from there but at the time I also wanted to do special effects as well and when you say special effects are you talking you're not talking about blowing shit up you're talking kind of building prosthetics or were you talk, yeah, literally talking no about blowing up doors and, okay fine scars cuts blood yeah, you know yeah, yeah. all the messy gore yeah yeah nice um so I was very lucky where I lived in Ireland I was very close to studios um from from where my house was and mm. I got to know the makeup team and the hair and makeup designer there at Tom McInerney amazing talented makeup artist amazing. and um he kind of took me in and I assisted him for quite some some time mm. um and so I I got a knowledge and insight into that side of things as well so i was kind of learning both both yeah. degrees and aspects of what our job can entail and what we could do potentially wow well, um, like, yeah it was really cool that, i was very yeah. young at the time That's as well saying. you'd learn you knew that young you know most yeah. 16 year olds are just like oh, i don't know i just want to play on playstation <laughs> you're like I i'm going right. out i'm doing it's it like 17 18 then but yeah it was again it was just it was i wasn't getting paid for any of it mm. not that i should be saying that not that people work for free but i was i was willing to give my time up literally all yeah, i yeah. all i wanted to do was be around people that were doing what i wanted to do if that makes yeah, yeah. sense you're giving your time for minimal financial yeah. gain but you're gaining experience that's probably worth more than the paycheck would have been anyway yeah yeah it was just so fantastic. with that with that and and being where you are now what advice have you then got for your younger self have you got anything that you'd be like this is the nugget that i wish i'd known when i started the industry I would just advise anyone to work at their craft, like love what you do and really be passionate about it. Try and assist as much as you can work with brilliant people, work with just keep working at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's no downside, really. Obviously, you don't work your entire life for free. But if you value what you're doing and you think that that's going to benefit you in the future or you're just really passionate about the job that you're being offered experience on, experience is key. So as much as you can get from an early, early point is, is invaluable. It is a golden, it is a little golden nugget. Yeah. Hey, anything else you've got that you want to say to the next generation? Yeah. Um, you're constantly learning in what, in what you do as hair and makeup artists, we are always pushing boundaries. We're always learning and, and pushing ourselves and, you're always learning from other artists there's so much that so much more that i still want to do and feel that i could learn and people that i would love to work with and experience that i still want to gain as much as i do what i do now there is always room for growth and development and and yeah experience amazing yeah totally get it it's there's i think it's like the the the, the dunning 
I wouldn't say Dunning-Kruger effect, but I can't, I'm not going to try and pretend to sound so intelligent, but there's an effect of it's like, if you don't know much about something, you feel like, you know, loads. And then the more you learn and the more you read about it, the more you realize you don't know. And then you then exactly. become an expert. And exactly. that's, and I guess that's, that's kind of, that feels like what, what I'm taking from what you're saying. It's like, yes, you're experienced and you've got more experience than that next generation that's coming up. But actually the more that you're learning, the more you realize that there is to do and the more there is to learn. Yeah, there's always there's always experience to be gained. There's always boundaries to be pushed. Yeah. Boom. Right. So amazing first half. Um, now let's uh, let's kind of the hashtag trending section of it is what has COVID done and how is it? You know, you you let's just let's go straight into it and let's talk about the job that you did. Was it last week? Week before? Um, it was it was about three weeks ago now. Wow. At this point. God, the flying by. Yeah, so. So just talk us through that. To a degree in lockdown. Mm. Um, so we did. A, we shot a commercial during lockdown, completely remotely. Amazing. It was. Um, it was very, very strange and new to, in comparison to what we normally would work like. Yeah. Obviously, having a lot of interaction with, with a lot of crew and actors and actresses, um, actors. Yep. It was um, it was very interesting, really different, quite a challenge. We weren't mm. sure how it was going to go, but it it worked out really, really well on all aspects. I just, I feel it did. I was going to say, just talk us through how your your you know pre production and your and your production. Just how did it differ? Because you know, obviously, it differed because you weren't there applying the makeup yourself, but. Let's yeah. just start with the pre-production side of it. Did did any of that change? Did you have to prep differently for it? There was a little bit more prep involved just to secure looks more to a degree where sometimes on set we can we can bring the, the actors to the director, mm. get sign off there and yeah. then on set. So a lot of that had to be done pre-shooting so that we in order to in order to enable the actress to execute the makeup well and accordingly we needed to have a couple of sessions of going through what we were going to do on nice. the day so she, she had there was a lot of pressure on her side because she was doing her own makeup doing her own hair and she still had to perform as well yeah. so I wanted her completely comfortable by the time that we were shooting that it was part and parcel of a daily routine essentially Amazing. so it was it wasn't something that she would have to worry about on top of her performance mm. so yeah everything had to be very well decided and in place before we before we began to shoot and do you just use whatever she had because you know it's like naturally you would turn up and you got a bag of stuff that <laughs> well that's it a couple of know. cases in turn. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the lorry just articulated yeah, well that, that lorry was, full of gear that was it <laughs> hey guys can you help me help <laughs> um yeah no that that was another um challenge to a degree i mean i i say challenge she was she was very well equipped mm -hmm. in 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 a way she'd actually she didn't have a lot of products so we had to have a consultation as to what makeup products she had what tools were accessible to her and also to assess her confidence and ability. Mm. Sometimes people don't wear an awful lot of makeup or if they do, it could be very simple looks that they're used to and not necessarily the look that we're trying to achieve for the shoot. Um, so we had a consultation to go through what she had. 
I assessed what we might need to add to that and went off, compiled a little list. It was a little bit difficult because I wouldn't have, I wasn't able to order from stores that I would have normally been able to order from just with um, delivery restrictions Mm. because of COVID, not all, not all deliveries were um, reliable to a degree. They, they had a long time frame, five to 10 days, which we were shooting the following week. Um, We were also shooting abroad. So I needed to make sure the products that I was ordering in her country were available to available to order. So you were in London, she was in another part of the world. Yeah, in America. Okay. And you were kind of communicating via a what FaceTime or Zoom or whatever, you know, yeah. doing all of that just as we're doing now talking. Yeah. So we had, we had, we had our consultation. I had to color match her for her foundation, um, different products she'd need for her hair. Um, we could order a few nail colors as well. Nice. But the problem, it, not that it was a problem, but the stores in America are just different to over here. So some of the products with, again, COVID in place, they mm. were out of stock of a lot of products that I would find and try yeah. and order. I also, in the end, we we did an order that she went down to pick up. So mm. I didn't want her going all over the place to different nice. stores. So yeah, yeah. we're trying to collate it all into the one store. Um, again, I would have normally ordered from brands that I work with myself on a regular basis. and. Mm they weren't accessible to us. So I was trying to work with other brands, still get her color match correct and organize all of that. But it, it worked out great in the end. And we got a nice list compiled. And just to just for security, we had her pick the products up, which she was delighted to to mm. do. Yeah. But um, yeah, it worked out great. Amazing. Got and then stocked up on everything we needed. I was going to say, I was going to just say then, does that then, it feels like that could be the most prepped you've ever been before a shoot day. You know, it's yeah. like sometimes you don't <laughs> like you, you, I, we kind of turn up and, and you've had a quick chat with the director. You've thrown, you know, there's there's like a little bit of an idea. But as you said, we we figure it out in the morning. Oh, yeah. She Did, had a very concise list on yeah. the face chart of what we were using, where it was going and how it was going to be applied. So once she had the products in hand, um, we then had a couple of sessions of running through um, the general process of where we would start going from moisturizer straight through all the way through to final powdering and final wow. checks. And then we went on to hair. So we we prepped her hair we actually prepped her hair first then we went into makeup and then we would set her hair at the end of at the end of the session and Mm -hmm. we did that a couple of times again just to ensure that she was fully confident in in what to do on the shoot day did it get quicker each time exactly so i would i would walk walk and talk her through it each session that we had Mm -hmm. and then on the shoot day it was pretty much just another session nice yeah. And so how many in total did you have, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I think we did three sessions, three sessions in total. Possibly. No, no, it was three sessions, including nice. the consultation. So the consultation, we didn't actually go through the application of the products. That was just more chatting, getting yep. to know each other, familiarizing mm-hmm. ourselves mm-hmm. with each other. And again, just assessing her ability. Mm. Um, she was she was really good. Bless her. She was really keen and really eager which I, I, it, it helps when, when people are, she was very willing 
did you have to adjust you know because it's like you being having the experience that you've got and, and the ability that you have did you have to simplify your idea to to allow her to be able to do it or by the end of it you're just like okay now do this that and the other and she was like okay cool and just knew how to do it yeah to a degree so i i actually thought um thought when i worked for mac years ago i i thought for them and that directly aided the kind of process because mm. i was able to i was able to translate what i needed her to do into nice. a very um simplified form if that makes sense oh, yeah. i mean we we, we we do it as hair and makeup artists anyway i tend to over explain things as i go in mm. general but I wanted to make it really easy for her to apply in certain ways to achieve the effect that we that we wanted mm. and to get an overall good feel for for her look. But um, yeah, there, there was a lot of technique involved in it was that it a, I wouldn't necessarily use on our day to day shooting. Mm. Did it feel like she had more of an input? than a normal cast member would have because you're having that consultation period and they're like well I wouldn't actually be that I wouldn't or do you have those kind of chats with cast anyway no no so normally we would we would meet our cast and they'd sit on our chair we'd have a great chat but I would just execute our hair and makeup look as we're as we're talking but mm. you know, she she had a lot on board she had to understand the process to a degree and there, mm. there was a very stringent process in place um again going from moisturizer then onto contouring onto foundation onto powder onto her brows there was there was a lot for her to deal with so the the initial sessions that we had i think that the first time we did the executed the makeup it took mm. us about two hours which in the grand scheme of things isn't a very long time for somebody who doesn't do hair and makeup yeah. to do an entire look for a commercial standard mm. Um, it's gonna she, be a little side hustle. This is like, you know, <laughs> there's gonna be people listening going, fuck, I wanna learn how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna yeah. get hit up on emails, just like, I'll give you two hours of my time. How much? <laughs> <more>? <laughs> right. And then no. the shoot day went well. You know, what were checks? Did you, were you watching? How did you not? Was, how does it work? Yeah, yeah. So we, we, um, we actually did it via Zoom and. Mm -hmm. Um, she had her phone with her on the shoot day, so I was doing checks over WhatsApp. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and Your I had little notes. arrows to where I needed her to uh, shimmy her hair down yeah. or tuck it in and wow. possibly powder. She needed a bit of powder. But I think it was very securing for her to know that myself and the stylist were eyes on her the whole time. So Great. she felt confident that as as even though we weren't there physically watching mm. her on set and being able to jump in like we would mm. we were st we still had her back and we yeah, were still yeah. we were still visually there to give her any any support yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. you had a, you yeah. had her but you know she wants to look good in front of camera and you're there to help her make that happen exactly Brilliant. and to tie in with the client's brief and the director's yeah. brief um it just, yeah, it tied in really well and it worked out very seamlessly. Mm. So any lessons learned then moving forward? What would you what would you have done different or was it just a really good first time workflow? It was a really interesting job. Yeah, it was really innovative. I think to be able to, for, for the whole crew to be able to pull together like they did and everyone work to the same standard that we would normally work to 
physically on set to be able mm. to do that remotely was it was quite remarkable uh, as I said we weren't sure how it was going to go entirely we were very confident but mm. you, you never know with these with, with with something that's so new and innovative you we just didn't know if it would she could have had a meltdown on the day yeah, a lot <laughs> but of she didn't and yeah everyone really pulled together it was it was great it was Amazing. great Amazing. the director the stylist production it was it was really really cool we had um we had uh remote walkie talkies on a mm -hmm. we used an app called unity oh i've just downloaded that for the one yeah. that I'm on. i haven't used it any good yeah it's great so okay. i was able to communicate directly with the director through unity with the stylist we were able to chat about anything that we might need to reference back to the actress mm -hmm. and her husband as well he was he was our uh background <laughs> or our essay Love yeah. it. slash ad slash camera assistant slash, slash everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was actually the dop on the shoot as well of course he was love yeah. it yeah it was fantastic quite a collaboration love it well look yeah. amazing it's a great chat um i always I, and i feel like that was like a nice concise condensed kind of vibe um you got the building work it sounds like outside you keep that mr busy you get building loads of stuff that's um, nice. <laughs> so i always love to give the, the the end of the app um to the guest in case they kind of wanted to um kind of give a shout out to someone or something or a charity like if you've got anyone or anything that you want to give a bit of a, a shout out to um our whole industry it nice. just to say things will go back to normal or some form of normality and there is there is light at the end of the tunnel it's again we're very privileged to do what we do and during a pandemic like this we just need to all stick together <sighs> what <laughs> Danny for yeah and the director as well from the shoot like he's done a couple of remote shoots which i find is remarkable to be able to do that from his own home it's wow. it's crazy he's very very talented amazing can i mention him by name or you're are you yeah i don't care yeah so his name's michael j ferns he's a fantastic director amazing what's yeah. his instagram is that is, i might put his instagram up ask him and i can always put his instagram up as like a little Perfect. in the bio or something like that yeah cool amazing oh well look thank you so much for coming on mate like really really appreciate no it um ladies and gents as danny's just said you know there's going to be some sort of new normal that we're going to be going back to um I'm here, you know, you got, I'm kind of seeing on Instagram and hearing about more jobs that are starting slow and it's not slow, but smaller crews. Um, but it's coming. It is coming. Um, you know, in pandemics, in, in recessions, it always seems to be certain industries that get hit harder. And, and we got, it feels like as a, as a creative industry, we got hit hard at the beginning, but we're hopefully fingers crossed touch wood. Everyone comes out of it in one piece. Um, so thank you danny for giving up your time really really appreciate it thank you so much i'm going to give you a second little Jesus. round of applause you are now an official film god Woo -hoo -hoo. <laughs> um, and thank you ladies and gents for listening uh for sticking with me you know one a day it's been it's been full on but getting all the messages that you're sending me has been really really appreciated and um 
I'm sending lots of love out to you, out to the film family, and out to everyone that's listening. So big up, big love, and until we meet again, ladies and gents, that is a wrap. So that was a chat with the king or queen in the game. I'll give it a shout at the end so you all know the name. It's the Film Gods Podcast. The what? The Film God Podcast.